Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might even use it on the show. Also, be sure to join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us there. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Sheila Spisak. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Well, husband, as you know, Schaefer Leadership, we announced a while ago that they were doing interviews and hiring. They were looking for somebody. They were looking for somebody. And guess what? They found somebody. They found somebody. Who'd they find? That special someone is Jeff Robinson. I know him. Yes. He used to be at Cornerstone and did a great job over there. Um, So he is now their new director of development over at Schaefer Leadership Academy. Awesome. So he joins Mitch and... Mitch and Tisha. Tisha. Uh, yeah, they've increased their staff by a third. Holy cow. Oh, I know. They're a staff of three now. A staff of three. <laughs> it's great. They do great things for being a staff of three. So when asked, the uh, executive director, Mitch Isaac, says that Jeff brings a powerful blend of skills, experiences, and connections to this role. And we are confident that he will sustain and deepen meaningful partnerships with corporate and public partners. Well, yeah. it sounds like he's got his work cut out for he him. He does, but he's going to do a great job and help Schaefer Leadership enter 2020 with their best foot forward. And you can connect with Jeff at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Sheila Spizak. Welcome, Sheila. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a Muncie native. Okay. A lot of people um, probably don't realize that, but um, I have lived the majority of my life in Muncie. We have, my family has moved away a couple of times, myself, my husband, and our children, but we've always always come come back. back, We always come back. Okay. Grew up on the southwest side of Muncie, attended school here, and also graduated from Ball State. I'm a Muncie Southside graduate. Okay. Two degrees from Ball State in education and uh, have taught in uh, a couple of schools in and around Muncie, including Muncie Community Schools. Okay. What did you teach? I taught physical education and social studies. So those were my two secondary disciplines. Now, what did you do after that? Um, After I got my master's degree from Ball State, I decided that I really wanted to go into um, administration. Mm -hmm. So I started back at Ball State on a degree in secondary administration. My aim was to go into like a um, a superintendent type of either position as assistant superintendent, Mm -hmm. but working in administration for um, education. I took a couple of personnel classes, which is what it was called at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, personnel, employee relations, found out that I loved that. And the next thing I knew, I was working at Ball Corporation. So that's how I segued from education into HR. Oh, okay. Now, how long did you do that? I was at Ball Corporation for about four years. And then my husband took a position 
at uh, his alma mater at Miami of Ohio. Okay. And uh, he was in coaching at that time, football coaching. Mm-hmm. So he and I and our, our baby daughter moved to Oxford. Great little town. Yes, it yeah, is. It's, it's amazing. Cute, it's a cute little town. Yeah. I like it. it. It was a very nice town to, you know, start our family. Mm-hmm. And we had two more children okay. while we were there. And I taught, again, part-time. Okay. So I went back to my first pr- uh, profession at that time. So for five years, I taught just social studies at that point. You know, coaching takes a lot of time. So oh, yeah. I segued away from that and just went, you know, with the classroom only. And it was a great um, time in our lives because I could be not only in my professional career, but I could also be home a lot too. Mm-hmm. I just taught in the morning and then I was home afternoon. Now, did you go back into HR after that? Well, my husband made a decision to uh, leave Miami and we ended up back in Muncie. Okay. Um, so he came back to Ball State. Uh, we had met here while he was coaching the first time. So he had a second stint at Ball State in coaching. We moved back to my hometown. And a lot, that's why a lot of people don't know that I'm from Muncie, mm-hmm. because we lived away for about seven years. Oh, okay. When I came back, I looked for a job in education or business. So I was kind of going both, you know, both paths. And it just so happened that I found a job at Ball State University working in HR. So I was there for a year, and then I segued into the Career Center, helping students to prepare for their careers and for their job search. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of what I had done at Ball Corporation with hiring so I was working on the other side of the desk at that time, and I really loved that. I loved working with the students. Mm-hmm. Well, and Matt and I have both participated over there at the Career Center in the practice interview programs yes. and all of that. So it's, yeah. it's really interesting to be able to help those students who are working on their careers and their resumes, their interview skills and that kind of thing, help them kind of polish that up a little bit and stuff. It's often very intimidating, you know, students who have done very well in their academic studies, mm-hmm. very bright, very articulate, but they're kind of, you know, frozen when it comes to, well, now I've got to segue this into a career. I've got to look for a job, a Mm -hmm. professional job. And the Career Center does an amazing job. So uh, I just want every student who has the opportunity to take advantage of that. Yeah. Why HR, though? Well, I think I've always had the ability to understand people Mm-hmm. work with people. I knew I was not going to be able to sustain the number of uh, sports that I was coaching. Mm-hmm. Because as a teacher, you teach all day. And then I was often the only female coach. I had all sports. And you burn the midnight oil. I mean, it's really, oh, it's yeah. physically as well as emotionally demanding. And so I thought, well, now that I have my master's degree, what is it that I really want to do? And I, I didn't know until I started back and I was working on a specialist degree. I discovered that personnel was going to be the direction that I really wanted to go. Now, awesome. take me back to those coaching days, though. What was your favorite sport to coach? Well, I love coaching gymnastics okay, um, and volleyball. I was not uh, a particularly good coach in basketball and track, 
and golf and um, some of the other sports that I had to coach, but it was assigned to me. Okay. So um, other duties as assigned. Other duties as assigned. <laughs> exactly. It was a di- different time yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I graduated from Ball State with my undergraduate degree in 1972, which was the same year that Title IX became, um, you know, kind of like the law of the mm-hmm. land. It just really opened up everything for women in athletics. And it was it was a really good time to be in education and to see what was happening, to be a part of what was happening for young women. Mm-hmm. Well, Our first child was born in 1981, but I could see the handwriting on the wall that when I did start, you know, my family, that I wouldn't be able to devote that kind of time to so many different sports in the hours after school. Mm-hmm. So it just, it all works out. Every job I've ever had, I've learned a lot. I've realized usually where my next move needed to be and if I didn't know then I somehow just figured it out in human resources you don't really think about yourself you're always thinking of others you're thinking of you know the company and how to best um, protect the company and how to best further you know the company's culture and their strategies you don't sit down and really think about yourself a lot mm-hmm. quick question about the about your family and everything uh-huh. if I'm uh, reading things right you had kids in the 80s I did tell us about raising kids in the 80s and 90s well I I doubt that raising kids in the 80s was a whole lot different than you know being a parent and raising kids any other time you are so busy and I know that the two of you know this you are so busy when you're raising uh, kids and when you are involved in their activities and you're working full-time and you know your spouse is employed full-time and you're active in the community or in your church Mm -hmm. you just you get into a rhythm I think if you've been raised with a good set of values then you pass those on Mm -hmm. to your kids you praise them when they do something good and then you have to talk with them and discipline (laughs) them when they've done something bad so I don't I don't know Matt, that it was really a whole lot different. It's started different putting seatbelts in our cars in the eighties. <laughs> I don't think they did. That's true. Earlier, <laughs> hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I grew up without seatbelts, uh, so no seatbelts, car seats, safety in terms of the equipment. Yeah. and it, it's continuing. I see it with our grandchildren now. The equipment that I used with my kids, you couldn't. It would oh. be illegal today <laughs> to use it with the grandkids. So we were looking at some old pictures at his mom's house the other day. And there's a high chair that I mean, Matt. Everybody has. Everybody has sat in this high chair, and it, it's stainless steel. It pinches your fingers. A kid could like <laughs> slip out the bottom of it, and I mean, Audia's been in it when she was a baby too. So it's like, well, it's still doing just fine. It's sure. all right. Yeah, <laughs> but things have definitely changed in in that regard. I would say. That's now you made right. mention of uh, parents today and 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 raising today. Uh huh. Well, I think social media mm-hmm. has. Con- you know, opened up a lot of challenges for parents today that we, uh, fortunately, did not have to contend with in the 80s and the 90s. Um, I think that's screen time as well. We've got a little one and... You know, right. she's on it a lot, and we're like, well, should she be on it a lot? Should she not? I know. We I mean, if, if we'd let we her, she'd be channels. on it all day. Yeah, that you <laughs> right. clicked, you're on your own. <laughs> so you have to different. use those parental controls yes. that they build into the system. I know both of uh, our daughters do that, and they kind of broke down and, you know, went to a, a Kindle 
iPad, I mm-hmm. think it's yeah. like for, for children, um, and they put controls on it. But then a lot of times they give in and they, you know, give them more time. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it Audia doesn't on. like the controls. She's like, Mom, these just show me baby shows. I'm like, well, <laughs> you're a baby, so sorry. <laughs> but to answer your question a little bit more in depth, Matt, I think it was a good time to be raising. We have two daughters who are our oldest um, two, and then our third was a son. So two girls and a boy, it was a good time to be raising children, mm-hmm. especially young women. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I mentioned not too long ago, 1972 was when things really opened up in terms of um, athletics mm-hmm. for females. And so our daughters came into the school system and came into the expectation that, well, why aren't I you know, I'm, yeah, why course, can't I play basketball? Yeah, right. why can't I play basketball? Why can't I play volleyball? I mean, they never had any. You can't do that. Right. Presented to them, so um, they became very active in school right away. Not only with athletics and other activities, but especially sports. And uh, we were definitely a sports family. Okay. Now, talk to me a little bit about um, working as a woman in business through this time period. Okay. And how it's different than today. Um. I would have to think back a little bit about that. When when I decided that I wanted to be a teacher, and looking back on that now, it was because most of my female role models, women, were teachers. Mm-hmm. So I think I thought at some, on some level when I was young that maybe that was what I needed to be mm-hmm. or had to be right or supposed uh, to be or yeah. supposed to be um I was fortunate to go uh, to school at Forest Park which of course is closed now mm-hmm. until I became uh, a fifth grader I had all female teachers our principal was a female she had become a principal during the second world war when most of the men Mm -hmm. were serving in the military so she continued in that role so i had role models as teachers i had role models as administrators Mm -hmm. um and i think that was what planted the seed for me that teaching would be a good profession for me to pursue you know you had a first round of hr at ball corp and Uh then you've had a second round yes so any big differences between those two time periods? Well, I have gone the gamut in terms of uh, human resources. It started out being called personnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was <laughs> studying uh, at Ball State, it was personnel. And then after I went to work at Ball Corp, it was employee relations. Okay. Yes. Um, and then sometime um, during the time that I was in HR at Ball State and in the Career Center at Ball State, it became human resources. Mm -hmm. By the time that I was hired at Muncie Power, it was people development. So the name changes, but really, I think the, you know, the basic human resources or the basic function is you have to be concerned about the people that you're working with. You are really there to serve as the bridge between the company and the employee. So I don't see that that has really changed that much. Of course, technology changes, Mm -hmm. makes your life easier and sometimes more difficult. Technology and programs and opportunities change, but working with people, that doesn't change. What advice would you give to young females coming into the workplace? Um, Coming into the workplace Prepare yourself to have the the education that you need to enter into whatever 
profession or position that you want to have, and then concentrate on getting the experience that you're going to need to be promoted. Take advantage of every certification training, every in-house or external training that you can, serve on committees, do anything that you can to broaden, you know, your ability, your talent that you have so that you can be looked upon as someone who is promotable. Now, I assume you have something to do with ECI HR, uh, that organization, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Let me it's ask you about that. Long name. <laughs> East Central Indiana Human Resources Association. Association. All right. yes. All right. I forgot yeah. the A. So. I was a longtime member of um, East Central Indiana HR Association. I served on the board for a number of years. So I watched that organization grow and develop. And it is a wonderful resource for HR professionals here in Muncie and in the surrounding areas. We have people who come from Anderson and Winchester, maybe not as regularly as those in Delaware County. It is, it's a great organization to help learn and develop as an HR professional. I'm not as involved now that I've retired as of two years ago. Ago, but uh, for 20-some years, I was very involved. Well, tell me about retirement. What have you done since leaving the workforce? Okay. Um, I'm still working a little part-time. I have a small, and I emphasis on small, <laughs> um, small consulting practice that I do. Um, I like to work when I want to work mm-hmm. and be free when I need to be free. We do have five grandchildren, so I like to visit the East Coast where our three granddaughters are or go down to Indianapolis, Zionsville, where our two grandsons are. Okay. I just like to be able to do that. But I have several not-for-profit clients. I've found that that's where I can really make an impact and can make a difference. A lot of not-for-profits don't have the budgets for, right. you know, a large HR staff or in some cases not much of an HR staff right. at all beyond one person. I also have um, a, a career and executive coaching practice where I have three or four clients at a time. And I find that keeps me pretty, that keeps me really busy. Keeps you as busy as you want to be and, yes. and all that. Uh, as well as um, I continued with a couple of organizations that I'm really passionate about. I'm on the board for Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer on the board for United Way, but I was a member of that board for about six years. And um, just from afar now, I look at the growth and the development of United Way, and I could not be more happy and more pleased about that. All right. What's on your bucket list? What do you, you want to achieve before it's all said and done? Oh, what is on my bucket list? <laughs> Well, I'm going to continue with the um, the coaching, the career coaching and executive coaching practice mm-hmm. um, with just a few clients. I especially enjoy uh, coaching and working with females. Mm-hmm. And I find that, you know, they are often um, just like sponges. They, they want to know, how can I grow? How can I develop? How can I do a better job? How can I be a better version of myself? Mm-hmm. My husband and I have started traveling more. We've kind of started out with little
little small trips mm -hmm. uh, that you can get to in a weekend or that you can go just for a few days. Um, he's still working full time. I think beyond that, just one or two longer trips a year, but being very selective about it. Every two years, we, we do a family vacation with all 13 of us. So oh, okay. with our with wow. the kids and the grandkids and everyone. Yes. Okay, fine. Our daughters and their spouses, our son and his spouse, and then the five grandchildren, myself and my husband, and uh, we'll just meet up somewhere. So we've been to Delaware. We're going to go to Michigan this coming um, summer. And um, it's just really important to keep everyone together. Now, you mentioned you're a sports family, uh -huh. so I have to ask. What's, what's the <laughs> do team? Have, do you have a team? Well, I don't. Well, Ball State, of course. Of course. Sure. Okay. Know, I'm, I'm an alum of Ball State, and Ball State's always going to be my number one team. But in terms of sport, um, I probably need to say football. Okay. Football. Yes, okay. need to say football because football has been and continues to be such an important part of our family and, you know, kind of like the dynamic because my husband was a coach at mm -hmm. one time. As far as... Um, what about pro teams? Football well, you have to pro say the Colts, teams. right? Isn't that the rules? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sportsy people, so we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do like pro football. Um, and of course, right now, that's you know, mainly what we're watching mm -hmm. because of this past weekend. But I really love college football, and I and I like Division three college football. Okay. I mean, there's a, a lot of great talent at Division three. They're there as true student athletes, and Division one college football, where you can watch them go on and you know do other things. I mean, it, college football is my favorite. And now it's time for the lightning round. So, number one, what's your favorite band or artist? My favorite band, um, the Eagles. Okay. My favorite artist of all time is Rod Stewart. Okay. Ah, <laughs> hey, we saw him in concert just uh, a couple of years ago. A couple years ago. We did, With too. It's Cindy my Lumber? favorite concert of all time. <laughs> oh. Yes, that was fun. I that actually fun saw one. him at that time. It was called, I think it was Deer Creek, and uh, he was performing with an orchestra. I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't get to see the concert with Cindy Lauper, but I bet that was fabulous too. That one was fun. And he has my favorite song of all time, Maggie May. <laughs> Good song. <laughs> Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm a night owl. I've often said that I am a night owl who unfortunately had to live in an early bird world. What's your favorite book? My favorite book. I, I have so many favorites. It almost would be hard to pick one of all time. A book that has really resonated with me in human resources is The Ideal Team Player. It's written as a fable, um, but it talks about a very simplistic kind of approach to looking at people and what drives them and what they are passionate about in terms of their work. And it uses the principle of uh, we all need to be humble, hungry, and smart in the work that we do. And then you can build ideal teams around individuals who are humble, hungry, and smart. I'd recommend it if you haven't read it. It's very easy read. Have you ever met anyone famous? Uh, I had to think about this. <laughs> yeah. This is a new, new one to the lightning round. A new question. <laughs> I have. 
Now, met, um, it would be a little bit of a definition um, to be in the company of and to have shaken someone's hand. I didn't get to carry on a long conversation. I think that counts, though. That okay. Counts. All right. As well, long then as you're I'm... in the room next to them, I think that counts. Yeah. I will share this then. When I was working at Ball Corporation, I was in charge of special events in the building. Mm-hmm. It was 1980. It was in the middle of the presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. So kind of think about what we're going through now in 1980 and the two parties trying to determine who were going to be their candidates for the election for that year. George Bush Sr. Okay. came to Muncie upon the invitation of John Fisher, who was the CEO, chairman um, and CEO at Ball Corporation at that time. He had a, Mr. Fisher had a personal fundraiser for him, but he held it at the corporation mm-hmm. on uh, the the top level of the corporate building here on High Street. Okay, I didn't know it at the time, but eventually he didn't he didn't receive the nomination that year. Mm-hmm. But he became the vice presidential running mate, of course, with uh, with Reagan, and so then later he would go on to be president. So I've met a president. Well, there you go. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, guilty pleasure. Chocolate, wine. Oh, I see. Trashy okay. television. Trashy television, <laughs> That's something <mine>. like that. <laughs> well, I think maybe both my husband and I are guilty pleasure recently with the weather change and everything. We're, we're watching Netflix a l- way too much. Guilty pleasure for me would be Reese Cups, and always has been my entire life. If there's one in my vicinity, I'm going to have to have it. I agree. Me too. They're my favorite. What's your favorite movie? I love it, and it's very... I I mean, probably a lot of people wouldn't say this, but every time that I find it on, I have to watch it, The Princess Bride. Great movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. I just think it is so, it's so funny. I mean, a movie that you can watch over and over again and still laugh. Mm -hmm. What's your hidden talent? I truly don't think I have any hidden talents. I did have to ask my husband about this, and you can kind of (laughs) cut that out. But And I asked him, and he said, well, he goes, I think that you're really creative in terms of your ability to problem solve. And I went, well, that's not talent. I was thinking about, you know, like art or music. He goes, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I, I have a creative side, but it's more on the side of business than it is being able to do anything with music. Can you fold a fitted sheet? Somebody said that that was their secret. Oh, I'm great at folding fitted sheets. I do not. I crinkle them up in a ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my kids have even complimented me on that. That's but they secret. don't care to learn, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched YouTube videos and I can't, I can't do it, so. We'll have a tutorial yeah. sometime, Angie. <laughs> do you sing in the shower? No, I do not. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Yeah. Intellectual, then. <laughs> is that what that means i don't know what that means what if you're neither <laughs> see star trek there was star trek before there was star wars so um i'm i, I guess i'm definitely star trek uh what's your most used emoji on your phone um most used emoji is probably the heart followed quickly by the laughing smiley face thank you so much for being our guest today you're welcome thanks so much for having me this has been delightful hey, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse we are also sponsored by lucky rabbit tattoos you can find out more at luckytats.com oh i have a migraine i may need a date 
piercing. A date piercing might be able to help you out. Now, I don't know the medical research on that or anything like that, but people <laughs> swear by it. A uh, lot of people who have migraines say, yes, this is a, a solution to their problems. Yeah. So if you're interested in date piercings, guess what? Lucky Rabbit totally does that. Now, why is a date piercing, uh, though? Okay. Let's explain it. Yes. There's a picture of it on the Lucky Rabbit Facebook page. So now I know what it is. It's that little... That thing. That thing in the middle of your ear. So not like your, not where your regular earrings are. Yeah. And not like in the top where like in the 90s we all got our cartilage pierced up here. So it's the cartilage right the here cartilage, like by right, your sideburns. Yeah, like where your ear starts. Right there. You yeah. know, And you pierce that. And you pierce that. And maybe put, it helps you with your headaches. Put an earring yeah, or put, a loop in it of some sort. I think I've only... I don't know, maybe, maybe... That's an earring that you're showing me right now. Well, it's a hoop. It's a hoop with a little thing on it. Well, like yeah. A, like a rock. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> a gem or something pretty or whatever. Um, and if you don't know what you want to put in there and everything, Eliza, their piercer over there, can totally help you out, pick out the, the right jewelry that fits in your budget and will look good on you and is your style and all that kind of stuff. So she can help you out. So get your date. Go ahead. Make my date. And you can find out more at LuckyTats.com. <laughs> got another d-bot yes the robot vacuum the robot vacuum now there's a reason we've, we we got another one well the main reason is because our dog is driving us crazy and <laughs> keeps pooping on our floors not uh, on a regular basis not on a regular basis but this morning in november i'm going to take you back to that remember remember the 5th of november it might have been the 5th of november. <laughs> i don't know when it was <laughs> it was memorable because i came down i took the dog outside i brought the dog back in well the robot has we schedule the robot to go automatically every morning you don't even have to think about it it just does it being early in the morning i didn't look around and apparently that dog had pooped on my On carpet. our carpet. And we didn't notice it. I didn't notice it until it was too late. And <laughs> dun, the D-Bot dun, dun. found the poop. Yeah, if there is anything on the floor you don't want it to find, it will find. And then it will keep going over it and over, over it, it and, and over it. And grind it into your carpet. And, and itself. And itself. So It is like a poop magnet. <laughs> It's a poop machine. <laughs> anyway, long story short, this thing is like covered in poop. I'm like <laughs> mad as I'll get out. I don't even think you were up yet. No, I think I was sick that day and I heard you out there messing with dog poop and I was like, you know what? I'm just staying in bed. I'm not even going to deal with that today. <laughs> so I grabbed D-Bot. I clean up the carpet. We we have a little machine there. It steam cleans it or something like that. So I got that all cleaned up. I'm like, oh, good. So then it's time to tackle the D-Bot. Now the D-Bot is, like we said, just covered. It's like a tank rolled in poop. <laughs> Every, you know, they have these little wheels that look like connect wheels. And like they are compacted crevices. with poop. Every crevice, it had gone through the machine. Not just yeah. in the wheels, but like so in the sucker the thing. Tray and it had poop in it. And it just, <laughs> it was just gross. In cleaning it, I got a little little crazy with the water and yeah you put it under the what the under the faucet you ran water through the D-bot. the robot vacuum well robots don't like that much water mm, no they they disagree <laughs> they disagree and uh i killed the debut yeah for christmas for christmas we got ourselves we got a, new a, one. a new one and and now i won't let you schedule it for 7 a.m because i'm like nope i have to be awake and know everything that's on the floor 
before I hit go now, on the Now, uh, this morning, you did hit go. And again, it did not find poop, but it found Adia's Barbie head. That oh, you can, yeah, like, try to eat the Barbie head. Yeah, because you can, it's like a big old Barbie head that you can practice doing braids and hair and everything. Yeah. And like, beep, 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 beep. it's got the hair like all up in it and stuff. So you have to be careful with these robots. Yes. Now, I was saying when we first got the D-Bot, yeah. I was like, because it, it was right around the same time we got the home speaker thingy. I'm not going to say because I don't want her to go off right now. But we got okay. one of those. And then like six months later, we got this robot vacuum. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we are living in the Jetsons future. This is the future. All I need is like a car that flies and I'll be good to go. We live in a hundred year old farmhouse. Yes. And we have a robot. We've got a robot and a personal little speaker computer thing. Who listens to who us listens all the time. listens to what we say. This is amazing. Ha- and then, you know, we have this for like two weeks. I'm like, how did we live without this technology? It's amazing. This is so fabulous. And then the first time that robot rolls around in poop... <laughs> Or it kills it. <laughs> every, it kills it, number one. Or when it like it's supposed to like learn like the lay of the land. Oh yeah. And, the thing no. gets stuck every every time it, it gets hits. stuck on a register. I don't yeah. Like the metal the, grate that blows air out of, it gets on that and it's like beep beep. Nope, I can't do anything else. I know. And so now I'm like, you stupid robot, why what good are you for? Why do we keep you around? You can't figure out how to get around. Just when like two weeks ago I was like, Oh man, this is the most amazing Jetsons technology ever. This is so fabulous. Now the D butt is a stupid butt. It but is a stupid butt. But we are a little bit better owners. Well, yeah, we have now. to be better. And anyway, technology, it's great when it works, not when it sucks out poop all over your house. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might even use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We were also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoo. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone Gone boss. boss.